Hi everyone, welcome to Fora Entertainment. This is Shelby. And Alex. Alright, so this is episode 5, which is pretty insane. It's called The Altar of the Dead, and it's like the Hannah-centric episode. So, what were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts? I... I, Well, I mean, it's confirmed. It is confirmed that Peter possesses uh, Miles. Like, that's confirmed. We know Hannah's dead. Which is sad. Which I really is, wish she was just clairvoyant. Right, you know? Um, oh. So it's like, I feel like a lot of our guests at work is kind of, it was kind of brought to a head um, here. We finally got some vindication, but I still don't, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, I feel very confused still, but, like, incredibly, like, yes, got you. Like, I feel like I <laughs> figured it out and we're going someplace and, and like, it it's, going in a way that I expected but um I I will admit this episode the episode five with haunting of hill house was also kind of crazy as well but this Mm -hmm. one's like all over the place like spinning through Hannah's mind I I personally got lost I feel like I'm going to need to watch this multiple times to pick up everything that's happening it definitely took me a couple of like cycles because I was like, okay, like job interview. And I was like, okay, so flashback. And then it jumped back and forth. And I was like, I don't think I understand. And at first I literally, I was like, okay, so is Owen dead too? Like, are they just both like time hopping? And I was like, no, this is weird. I don't know. But I really liked the episode. I definitely think I need to go back and rewatch it. But like Hannah is just super, she just, <laughs> she like breaks your heart. I don't know. Like, well, I she's- so invested in the house and you can tell that not only is she invested in the house and cares about the children because even as dead she's spinning through she's still with owen which i I mean heartbreak Mm. maybe they are maybe owen's dead too and they're like ghosts i hope not well he he ought to leave the property though is that part of the thing where you can't leave like that's part of hannah can't leave uh it looked like peter couldn't leave either right I, I, I know, like, I, we've seen shots where it looks like they can't leave, but I didn't know if that was, like, something that they're stuck there. Like, why Miner uh, sucked you in, in a sense, then you can't leave. Because that's heartbreaking at the end, where she agrees, <laughs> finally agrees to go to Paris I with know. Owen. And then Owen, you know, wanders off with Jamie, and she's just standing there, and you can just see that the, the hurt and the abandonment, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, that is sad. I guess I guess that kind of answers that question because if she could leave, she would have at that point. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know, but it was like nice to see that like Owen is like you know there's like actual romance there, or at least like certain feelings. But yeah, it's too bad. I don't it know. It is too bad. But all these but- time loops, it seemed like she was like jumping through things that were like either important or just like really big memories for her, and I felt like Owen was in like the majority of them. Yeah, Owen seems to tie her, well, I mean, he seems to ground her, in a sense. He's repeating the same stuff with her. He's walking her through, like, it's a coping mechanism of some sort. Because he, yeah. like, they repeat it, and even the last time that they see him, she, he, like, grabs her hands and he's holding, he's looking very intently. He's like, it's 1987. You know, Charlotte and, I can't remember the, the dad's name, both the Wingraves are dead. Okay? Yeah. Peter Quint is missing. You think. Flora's eight. Something is wrong with Miles. Like, he's trying so hard to keep her grounded in what she's supposed to be doing, whatever that is. And I think it has something to do with the fact that she's protecting the house 
in life, she was protecting the house from Peter Quinn, who was stealing stuff, who was, you know, undermining the authority. Like, she could tell that something's up. Peter Quint is a ghost who's possessing Miles, so I, it doesn't, it's not a very far stretch in my mind to think that she, her part of her job is remembering, this is what I need to do. Yeah. This, this is my purpose. I think it definitely helps keep her sane, if anything, but one question I was thinking the entire time is like, Peter died because he got like his neck snapped, which was obviously super traumatic for the kids, and they see that, and he gets to see his body, but he comes back, but I wonder if you have to be because like Hannah didn't get killed by that lady, right? She got killed by Peter pushing her down a well or possessing Miles, pushing her down a well. But Rebecca died in the lake. So she technically died on the property. So where is she? Like, we haven't seen her at all. Yeah, we haven't seen her. And like, Owen only says that there's something wrong with Miles, which kind of makes you assume like, okay, well, Miles has something going on with Peter, but they never mentioned anything tied with Flora. Like, oh, there's something wrong with Flora, like Miss Jessel. But Miss Jessel doesn't show up at all. And you'd think that Hannah would see her as a ghost. Right, because she's very invested in 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 Rebecca. I mean, that was the whole fire pit scene. Yeah. She was talking about Rebecca, like just the, the sadness that she wasn't able to fulfill her dreams, that she was stuck here. Um, mm-hmm. Which I now that I think about it, her and Peter are stuck here. So the fact that she uses that kind of same terminology makes me think that maybe maybe Rebecca just isn't as active. She's maybe in denial. No, maybe. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. She does play a big part in the, the memories that they go through because you have her conversation with uh, Hannah in the church. Oh, uh, and they get in that fight. Yeah, their, their disagreement about whether or not Peter Quinn is good for Rebecca. He's not, but Rebecca <laughs> is, is determined to see that through or to see the good in Peter. Um, and that was kind of heartbreaking to see because I think Hannah is looking at Rebecca as a younger version of her. She was left by Sam, her husband, and Charlotte stepped in to help remind her, hey, you have a place, you have a home, you can stay here and help her to get through it. And she's moved on. I mean, her and Owen are a perfect couple, bar, you know, one being a ghost. So I think she sees... I think that's what's really tugging at her is the fact that Rebecca's dead and she felt like she had a chance to save her. Yeah. I don't know how that plays into anything with Rebecca being a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know what Rebecca's would be, but I feel like Peter clearly has like a clear motivation. I don't really know what it is, but like he's possessing kids. So I feel like he's not just doing that for like fun. And, like, Hannah's whole purpose is to, like, watch after the house. And, like, I think Charlotte's relationship with her was, like, a huge thing because she got abandoned and she got taken in by the um, Wingraves. So, like, it's kind of her whole, like, responsibility. Like, I have to look after the kids because, you know, like, my best friend's dead and all this stuff. But, like, I wonder what Rebecca's, like, grounding motivation kind of thing would be. Like, Hannah has that whole mantra of, like, Miles and Flora are, like, what you need to take care of. I don't know what Peter's is, but, like, I wonder what Rebecca's would be. Well, I think Peter's is is... I mean, you, the night before he dies, like, he's like, hey, Rebecca, we need to go. Like, I have the money. We can go to the United States, and it doesn't matter that we're the help. It doesn't matter that we're a lower-class citizen. Like, I mean, the United States has always kind of been that beacon of hope for 
um, those who may not be in the best advantageous position in their home countries as a place to be able to rise in class. So I think his motivation was, at least until he died, to, to get out, to go someplace where he's not trapped. And so it sucks that he's doubly trapped there because he hasn't changed his position, even if he was alive, and now he's stuck. And so far, I mean, Miles is creepy at the school, but I don't, I agree with you, what you're saying that a couple episodes back that you don't think that Miles was possessed at the school. He was just desperately trying to get back home. Yeah, so that means I think Peter, he was already kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trauma can do that to you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think Peter is desperately trying to get out and maybe we just haven't seen the characters yet or been allowed to see the characters yet in his desperate attempts to figure out how to get away yeah can i just say isn't that such a kicker that he he everyone assumes that he took the money and ran but he literally got murdered the night he was trying to get everything to leave and now he can never leave like i when i first watched it the episode when like the kids are like hey like you need to go and he's like i thought i told you to go to bed and he's like trying to like scare them back to sleep but then he just like gets like swooped up by the neck and then like snapped. I was like, what the? <laughs> like, I was not expecting that at all. I, me neither. Like, I did not expect that. Even with the previous episode, seeing Flora look at her dollhouse and knowing that whatever that lady is, is coming through the house. I was so stuck in the moment that it didn't register until it happened. Like, it yeah. was totally, whoa. And that um, lady is creepy. She's got nothing. She looks like a wooden mannequin, like no eyes, no mouth, no nose. Like it was really uncomfortable to look at her face. Yeah, I'm wondering, that was one of the questions I had for you. Now that we're seeing that that ghost more clear, why do you think, do you have a theory as to why she's so blank faced and seems to be melted? Like, did she run into like a wax factory or something like that? And like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Did somebody yeah or is it used like to be a wax factory <laughs> or is there like a painting someplace that somebody like like tried to wash away the face and like she's reflected in that like she's the dolls well like, like part just... of me wonders like because she doesn't have a face and i don't know because like hannah is always like oh i need to have something to do but like i also wonder if flora didn't give a face to the doll so maybe it's just like flora's projection of something Okay. But I really, I don't know, because I don't think Flora gave a face to any of her dolls. So I don't think that would fully explain it. Like, I don't think she added eyes or anything, did she? No, I, as far as we know, we don't even know if she's, like, really made the original dolls or if she's just making ones afterwards. Or if there were dolls that she got, are they hers? I think, we, I think we talked about that briefly in the last episode, that we're like, where are these dolls coming from? We know that it's part of that game, according to Hannah Gross, but mm. how is she, like does Flora has some sort of power that's creating these dolls, the anime, or did she be, was she given dolls and they just pick up spirits as spirits pass or. What if if she's like repellent because like she told that one ghost to shut up or that Mm -hmm. one lady and nothing happened. And also Milo or Peter doesn't seem to bother Flora. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't possess. I don't know if like you can only possess like, one person that you choose and maybe he just prefers miles because miles is like a little boy but i don't know yeah and he also looks up to peter so maybe it's easier i don't know that's that's weird too 
Because I would think if Peter was able to possess whoever, yeah, he would choose somebody besides Miles to be able to get out. I mean, you, we know that Jamie leaves to go home. We know that Owen leaves to go home. Yeah. Both of those people would be leaving Bly Manor enough that, and Peter would know that. It's not that like he's never shown up and met these people in his life. Mm-hmm. So why is it Miles? Is it because maybe... <laughs> I don't know, like you bond with whoever you first possess and you can't possess anybody else. <laughs> it's like imprinting. <laughs> yeah, like you imprint. I don't somebody. know. Maybe it's just the younger they are, the easier, but then you'd think it'd be Flora, right? Yeah, because isn't Flora the youngest? Flora's eight and Miles is 10. Yeah, so that's right. Flora would be the easiest target, but maybe it's out of the two easiest targets, you want the one that's older and like bigger? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't understand it, honestly. Well, it just, it's, it's weird. Again, like we, I think, feel like we've talked about this before, but why the kids? Unless yeah. there is no, unless there is no choice in what happens. And just, unfortunately, I, you know, tapped Miles on the shoulder and tap, tap my way in, you know, like whatever it may be. I don't, like, why choose them? I don't know. Like, I, I, I really just think it's like easiest targets and maybe because Peter's like the whole, like, abusive manipulative maybe kids are the easiest for him to manipulate and miles like you said like already like admired him so it might have just been super easy to be like hey i'm just gonna like phase in real quick yeah i I I guess we can't count out the fact that peter is very manipulative um in in what he does so maybe i guess we put that question kind of in the corner for a second and and think about it see if we can get any more motives but I, i still find that very curious that out of all the people it's Miles. Can we talk also about how Peter didn't push Hannah in the well. He made Miles do it. Right. Actually, I wonder if he can, but he can touch people and possess them. Maybe he did it because he had to push Hannah. But that was like the saddest thing, I think. And also like the most mind-blowing thing to realize that like when Danny first walks in and she's like, oh, hey. And Hannah's like, oh, sorry. Like my mind wasn't here. And, like she had literally just died. Yeah. That, that On episode was... one, she's been dead. Like that's crazy. Right. Uh, that was, I mean, besides it, well, okay, so then my question, my follow-up question would be, does Miles remember what he does when he's possessed? Sometimes, like, you don't. Like, I, I think back to the Harry Potter books when Ginny Weasley is possessed by Tom Riddle in uh, Chamber of Secrets. She doesn't really remember. It's like a, f- a, f- a vague memory, and she wakes up, and, like, if there's physical stuff left, like the blood and the chicken fingers, she remembers it. Or she's like, okay, something happened, but doesn't remember exactly what it was. Does Miles remember? Or does Peter Quinn, you know, control him and Peter come, or Miles comes out of it and it's like, the heck happened? Oh, hey, look, somebody new. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, like. I feel like he doesn't remember because I, I mean, I don't think any kid could like mentally handle it. Like either murdering someone or if he like sees it as like a passenger is like watching someone get murdered like i feel like that would definitely affect him more yeah because he still is 10 years old right and i feel like a lot of the creepy parts that we've been disturbed by miles we can chalk up to peter quinn's influence when he was there the the creepy peeping tom the hair behind the ear those type flowers yeah yeah, getting super ticked off at dinner and demanding wine like (laughs) can i just say like what like peter i don't know what his logic was was like let me possess this 10 year old kid and get some wine like did he really think that would work 
Well, the other question was, is if you are, if you're possessing miles, they're already having dinner. Why don't you walk down where, you know, the wine is and just open yourself up a bottle. Or possess the kid at night when no one's around and just go down. Like if it's like the whole, like, I, you can't taste anything if you're like a ghost, then like do it when no one's around, bro. Like, why would you like make a scene at dinner and like make everyone wonder, hey, why is a 10 year old acting like an adult? Like, wouldn't right. you want to be like under the radar? Peter Quinn sucks. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, Peter does try and be all sneaky with the the cigarettes, though, because before Hannah chases Miles out to where the well is, and we finally have that confrontation where she ends up at the bottom, he's out there with the lighter smoking cigarettes. So um, it's not like Peter. I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. If Unless, unless I just have this thought, what if it's more of just he's trying to draw attention to the fact that something's wrong with Miles and people need to look into it? Or just to get him sent away again. That could be true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. And That's so true. it's it's more, it's not that Peter is entirely stupid. He's stupid. Yes, but he has a method to his madness. He's trying to draw attention to the fact that something is wrong with Miles. Well, that could be true, but... Yeah, when he pushes her down the wall also, we finally learn what that crack in the wall is all about because that's what she saw before she died, which is really upsetting. Yeah, that is upsetting. And I remember the what, earlier in the season when she mentions that there's a crack in the kitchen, like Jamie shows up. Like they purposely film Jamie showing up and there's no crack there. Oh, she, yeah. Like, just like she kind of just blows it off and continues. And they, as a viewer, I remember going, huh. That was interesting, yeah. but I don't know why it's interesting. Like maybe, maybe Jamie just they got confused on which wall they were talking about. Maybe the crack is really, really small and it's just bugging Hannah because she's like OCD about it. Or is this something that Hannah's seeing that nobody else can? Like I just remember like chalking it up and be like, I'll think about that later, and then yeah. um, not thinking about it until it showed up at the bottom of the well it like reminded me of hill house whenever one of the kids would mention the red room as something different than what it was when like they'd be like oh they're like he's in the tree house or like oh he's in the game room and everyone all the adults were like hmm? like what and i was always just like oh that's weird and i'm like i wonder why they're acting so like dumb about it because like they've been to the tree house and then like as soon as i realized i was like oh i get it now <laughs> It wasn't there, and everybody was just playing along. Yeah, I don't know why Miss Dudley wouldn't say anything, but that's a, a conversation for the other show. I mean, yeah, that was. Oh, well. I feel like we need to return to that at some time. Now that we've had like a few minutes, not like to think about other things about it, read the books and stuff that like that to to come back. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot that we could unpack there, but yeah, like you said, another episode. For the other show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I just, um, no, thinking back through this, I just, it, it's so hard to keep track of what's happening. Like, one of the things that, that stood out to me was, again, with the, the church scene, like going back, um, she has that conversation with Charlotte while she's there, and then it morphs into the, the conversation with Rebecca. But she lights four candles so like so if we're counting the people that are dead we have uh charlotte and we have the dad we have rebecca 
Who's she lighting the fourth candle for? Is it for herself? Because she doesn't want to be forgotten? Is she lighting it for that? Or is it for uh, Peter? Is it for Owen's grandmother? Like it, it, Peter's a stretch, but I'm just saying, like, like dead. I feel like it would be her. For her. Like, the whole episode's called Altar of the Dead, and, like, you usually light altars and remember, or you usually light candles and remember it. So I think it's her trying to, like, remember so she doesn't, like, go crazy. And all of her, like, weird time skips. Yeah. Well, and also, okay, so if she's trying so desperately to remember who she is and what her purpose is, then how much of the interactions that she has with Danny is that her actually being there? Because, like, we've seen Peter, right? Like, Peter shows up next to Miles with with Flora's there, but Hannah's dead as a ghost and a memory. So, like how much they it's just it's tripping me out as i'm thinking because did danny just run into flora and miles at the well and hannah was just watching it like how much of all these interactions that we've seen with hannah talking to danny is actually them talking or is it is somebody else there and hannah's just thinking that she's participating when she's not I i think she's talking to uh danny because i mean when she's not present like mentally she's just not there because they're always like hey we haven't seen you all day or like hey you were gone all afternoon and she's like i was and they're like yeah where were you and she's like oh i'm like my mind was just wasn't there so like i think she is present she just doesn't hold on to the like when she like time skips she's like not there maybe she just like fades away like a ghost or something i don't know because like she interacts with them and she's there at like the bonfire and stuff so she's definitely present at points but how much is this actually like maybe i'm just maybe i'm thinking too much about this but how much of that is actually reality like so just just for just bear with me here as as i try and explain this what i'm thinking is like danny shows up to this house flora and miles are there owen's still alive jamie's still alive as far as we know and are they just all having like a psychotic ghostly paranormal thing where they think that hannah's still around even though hannah's dead and like that uh officer that showed up to like investigate wasn't creepy standoffish because he's a creep but because they keep referencing and talking about people that are dead or missing and he can't see them but they see he can't see them but they see them does that make sense no you lost me a little bit well i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is uh or how do i say this i'm just wondering how much of them interacting at the house is them having like these paranormal they're seeing ghosts but nobody else can see the ghosts oh so you mean like outside forces can't see it right so like the officer shows up because danny did call again danny's alive as far as we know and then Danny's having this conversation talking about like, well, yeah, the housekeeper was, you know, like saw it and like the housekeeper's like backing it up. And Danny's having this conversation with, with the, the police officer and the police officer is just like, wait, do you think that that conversation when Hannah was talking was just Danny staring at him in silence? No, no, no. I think that Danny is having a conversation, not in silence. I think that Danny, like a split personality type thing. Oh, maybe. I'm just sorry. It's so funny trying to picture, like, the two minutes when Hannah's talking is just Danny staring, like, dead silent, just like... <laughs> and just nodding her head up and down. And then the guy finally is like, what the heck? Okay, I'll check again. Like, please stop staring at me silently. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but um, I just think of other, like, ghost 
uh, movies that I've seen and ghost stories that I've seen where you have somebody who they are, they can see other people, but um, so it's like you have the protagonist or whoever it is who can see the dead person, but not necessarily everybody can see that person. Like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense when you find out, the, oh shoot, maybe I don't ruin that. Okay, the spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the kid's dead. Anyways, so the no, kid's dead. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment can see dead people. Bruce Willis is dead. Wait, Bruce Willis is dead? Wait, no, no, yeah. no, the, the little dead. boy, the little boy can see dead people and the guy died because he got shot by a former client. Okay. Have Reverse you not that. seen The Sixth Sense? I have seen it. It's been no, a very long time. No, you haven't. Apparently not. Been a very Haley Joel Osment can see dead people, and his whole goal is to help the therapist move on. Okay. I'm holding this I over feel... your head for years. Yeah, you will. Um, point being, whether it's the kid or the other guy, nobody else can see the ghosts, but he can still interact with them. That's what I was trying to go for. Yeah. Point taken. I mean, it's now a slightly flawed point, and I yeah, owe your ethos so went down big time. Yeah, holy crap! I'm gonna have so many people who are gonna like blow up this and be like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, the sixth sense!" And I fully deserve it. Bruce Willis is crying as we speak. I have failed on so many levels. <laughs> okay, besides the fact that I just ruined the sixth sense in that reference, but does that make sense about what I'm saying? How maybe yeah. can see people. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was that was just my my thought is like, how much is Hannah Gross being able to be viewed by other people? It's is probably it just, selective. I guess, and uh, I don't know. Also, I mean, I mean, no, go ahead. Well, I mean, like Hannah never saw Peter until Peter wanted to show up by the well. And then she never saw him again. So I think that you can like choose, but I like, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know the rules of ghost quite yet. Not yet. Yeah. But yeah. So it just makes me wonder how much of these interactions that we've been seeing that we've been taking for granted as actually happening are like ghostly interactions that only a few people can see. When the show just ends and it's a baby waking up from its dream. See, that would be the worst. Like, I don't <laughs> like that. Like, I feel, I feel one of the, the most cliched ways to enter into Dungeons and Dragons campaign is like all this crazy stuff happens and then someone's like, and then you wake up and you're like, all right, cool. Was getting into that world. Now it's done. Wow. Like Inception. Yeah, it's like Inception. Dream within a dream. Yeah. Anyways, we've gone off topic. Well, I'm just, I'm so frustrated with myself that, like, the Sixth Sense reference made sense, but I screwed up the characters. And, yeah. yeah I know what you're watching this weekend. No, I'm going to turn it on right after this. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself for that. Because I knew where I was going with it. It's like, I mean, I teach, I teach U.S. history to juniors, and sometimes I'm in the middle of a conversation. And my juniors don't say anything. They're just, I just start seeing these smiles. And I'm like, okay, guys, what is it? Mr. Aubrey, you said something that was the complete opposite of what you just said five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm like, what did I say? And they tell me. And I clearly in my head know, like, in my head, I don't think I've said that. Or, like, it makes perfect sense to me. But then as I think about it for about 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. 
Let's, let's call it pulling a Hannah Gross. Yeah. Too far? <laughs> a little on the nose. I won't speak ill of the dead. Hey. <laughs> Just make sure to throw the salt over your shoulder. Yeah, gosh. I love Hannah. I would die for her. I'm, I can't remember the actress's name because I like, haven't like, looked at their cast list in a while, but she's like so talented. Like her emotion range is like amazing. Whatever her name is. I'll have to remember it and mention it next episode. Yeah, for sure. Plug that in. I, uh, no, I'm, I mean, back to, to the episode. Why? I guess I'm just left. Like we, we feel like we have more explanation of what happened to Peter, which I actually think it's kind of like uh, poetic justice that he's running around in this house that he absolutely hates and he can't leave. And everybody mm-hmm. thinks that he's a liar and a cheat and he's run off with all this money and he's literally stuck in the same place where he was, you yeah. know, a few years before. So I think that's kind of poetic justice to him. But I mean, where does, where does this episode leave us? We know that Peter can possess Miles. Something's wrong with Miles. Hannah knows it. And maybe that's what she's trying to desperately remember is the fact that she knows that Miles is possessed and she needs to carry that information to Danny or Jamie or Owen or somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's her goal. So now we're rooting, not that we weren't rooting for Hannah, but now we're rooting for Hannah Gross to finally inform everybody that, hey, we're in a haunting. We gotta, you know, the kids aren't okay. But I, I'm just kind of left here. Who is this, the lady that kills Peter Quint seems to be the actual, you know, big bad guy. But I still have no idea what motivation she has. And Maybe the next episode will be about her. I don't know. Maybe. I feel at episode five, what, we have four episodes left because it's nine in the season. Yeah. So we're left kind of tying up what happened and, and where that leaves us. I'm trying to think. So we have this, we have the lady, we have the phone calls. I mean, I I don't think it's Peter. Why would Peter be calling the house where he would be? So somebody else is calling the house. Yeah. Um, we're still trying to figure out what, how Peter is, what his end goal is. I mean, I assuming it's leaving, but why miles, I guess. So those are the three questions that I'm, left with and then I guess the love story like are we still rooting for for Jamie and and Danny like are we still rooting for that to go through um yeah yeah always I can get behind that yeah I mean I don't know I this again this season doesn't seem as scary as the as Haunting of Hill House yeah no I agree there's less it's definitely a slower build Maybe maybe the next episodes will be, you know, rip us through everything and all the feels and the scares and the terror. I hope so. I'd love to be scared. It's been a, it's been a while. I think we I think we actually need to watch like a scary scary show for this one. Mm, yeah. Cast. Not I'm saying I'm perfectly happy with these. I mean what is it your turn or my turn for the IMDb? I can't remember. That's me. It's uh, me. Go for it, go for it. Okay. I want to hear. Would, I would give it a. I don't remember what I gave the last the episode two times ago. It was like would, a four point eight or four point six. Oh, I would give this a four point seven. So I guess I'm just smack dab in the middle. Just, um, just it's a good episode. There's a lot of moving parts, so it's kind of like jarring to watch. Uh, a lot of questions unanswered 
and like it ends on a good note but i feel like there wasn't a lot of like i mean i guess it is a hannah centric episode but i feel like i would have liked more to have been revealed in the background even if it was just like in through hannah's point of view like talking more about like danny or owen or you know what i mean but it was like yeah. a good episode overall i really liked it yeah i would i would slot it in around uh closer to 4.5 for me but I don't. I don't think that four point seven is is that far off at all. Like I agree uh, with a lot of the things. I think this one. I the point that you just ended with. Like I feel like there could have been more tying into Hannah Gross and yeah. like her viewpoint of what's happening beyond that. Yeah. Like I mean, it was a crazy turn to find out Hannah's dead. We kind of assumed it for a while, but to see how it, it turned out and her interactions leave us with a lot of unanswered questions but it's still i mean we're still why is peter quint doing what he's doing who is this ghost like i feel that now that we know that hannah is on our side and is a ghost it would have been nice to have a little bit more of okay so what's hannah doing how are her interactions so so we opened up this paranormal door and we're standing still looking into the room without actually seeing what's happening or what's in there yeah, for a show with only nine episodes, you'd think this episode would have gone, <laughs> covered more ground, but oh well. Maybe, yeah, and maybe it's just we're coming at it again as something that's supposed to be a haunting, scary, terror type thing, and it's not necessarily that, and it's he's building to tell a different story or different idea, and maybe, maybe it, it has built and we we've reached the climax of that story and now we're coming down the other side and seeing what those consequences are could be it's true could be again we haven't read the the basis you haven't read turning of the screw right no yeah i haven't read it either so i guess we don't know where that one's going in the end either so still fun absolutely <laughs> enjoying it yeah but definitely a lot of questions yeah yeah, yeah, but we'll figure it out next time because we'll go oh. over. I don't know what the next episode's called. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Two Faces Part 2. Oh, are we going to find out more about Quinn? No. I think it's that one, or is it? Which one is it? It's, uh, let me just make sure. Yeah, it's called The Jolly Corner. And the image that is put up is of uh, Henry. So I think we're going to learn a little bit about him. Finally, I'd love to learn more about Mystery Uncle. Yeah, he definitely, there's, there's something odd about him. For somebody who absolutely loves his kids, at least that's the impression that you get. He is absolutely, well, I mean, so the kids that he's in charge of, I know they're not his kids, but like. Oh, like niece and nephew. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, he's the only family that's left to them. And yet he's incredibly distant. So I, I am, I guess that was another question. We didn't mention it in our questions that are left, but like, why is he so distant? It's something that I'm, I'm definitely curious about, that mystery uncle. Yeah, but we shall see. Anyways, um, do you want to close out, Alex? Yeah, sure. Um, so we are on, uh, yeah, so we switched over to Anchor. Um, and so we've kind of expanded our ability to be able to broadcast our podcast across multiple platforms. We're still on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, as well as Spotify, um, and then uh, some various others. Anchor has a great list of the places where you can find us and be able to tune in. And we're also on Twitter with For Our Entertainment One, um, and it's a great place to see. Uh, 
kind of the stuff that we're talking about and things that are coming up. But yeah, this is for our entertainment. I'm Alex. And this is Shelby. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.